0: Word on my local next door is that the cicadas have begun emerging.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen any yet, nor heard any, but I also haven't been talking to anyone because I'm just (laughs) hanging out in my nice bubble here.
0: Yeah, I haven't, um... I haven't seen any. I haven't heard them. Then again, it's been way too pollen to have the windows open. Also, it's been too cold because instead of spring this year, we're getting hot pollen and cold pollen.
1: Yeah, my theory on that is remember when we got those cold days last like August or whatever because of the wildfires reaching across the continent? Hmm. Um, so my theory is that but pollen this time. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> prove uh, me wrong, science. Yeah, I'm sort of, although, I mean, when the cicadas get going, like you, you hear them through the clip, well, then again, I have better windows in this house than I've had previously.
1: I believe that they are in unignorable quantities such that all of your senses would be aware of them.
0: Yeah, it may be that because my development is so new, um, and they would have churned up all the dirt like within the seventeen year cycle that we won't actually get them in my immediate vicinity.
1: Right. You only get stragglers and yeah. visitors and um but it's also possible that just the cold has delayed them. Um True. and I I did uh find out that it was sort of like the uh we were right, wrong and right and wrong. And right in terms of the naming, because it is Brood 10 and everyone says X.
0: Ugh. (laughs) Just, mmm. Anyway. Because this is now the coronavirus show.
1: Minutes before we got on the call here, like, I don't know, like, an hour ago at most, uh, the CDC decided to update its guidelines to say that, oh, if you're fully vaccinated, uh, you can just stop wearing a mask except for, like, public transportation slash yielding to local guidelines.
0: That's right. I was thinking about that and then forgot it. I think that's fairly asinine. I don't understand.
1: It's as stupid as them telling us not to wear masks last March.
0: Yeah, it is. Like, why would you do that? It's, like, exactly
1: the same. We
0: already have people, like, compliance is already not great. So to say, you know what, never mind, is not, like, what I would do.
1: (laughs) Right. And, like, pre-vaccine, Australia and New Zealand, like, extincted the virus several times uh, just by following compliance. And then, you know, once they reopened their borders, a, a new virus would come in, and then they'd, you know, actually <laughs> isolate it. And, like, yeah, uh, that, you know, that's more important than vaccines. um. And I guess it's, you know, like, and I never know which is the carrot and which is the stick, um, <laughs> uh, like, maybe to, like, get vaccine uh, adoption up. And so, like, that gets me to, like, what our real topic is here, which is it's been rattling in my head, you know, a year, uh, and it's just one of those things where it's like, well, I know this thing, and I guess not talking about it makes me part of the conspiracy, um, but, yeah, there is a Moderna conspiracy, Um uh, it's just not the one you think it mm. is, um, and then they, uh, confirmed it for us, uh, in the news, Uh <laughs> which is that, uh. Mod- Moderna says, uh, you know, tip shareholders, don't worry. <laughs> COVID's not going away. There's going to be more variants, especially in the global south. And even, you know, countries where they have some dream of us having taken care of it by this time <laughs> next year, <Lol. laughs> uh, you know, they'll still be, you know, selling you know, the annual booster to us as it becomes, you know, endemic to the planet. God, I hate the accuracy of, you know, (laughs) when the the worst person is right meme. So, like, that, that gets to, like, the real conspiracy, which is, in America, the conspiracies that always turn out to be true are, it's usually not that, like, incompetence is more likely, or that, like, um, spilling the beans is, like, too easy to do. It's, Usually what happens, and we can see this with just the history of how we've treated black people, (laughs) that when being shitty is in your own self-interest, it's very easy for you to keep that secret, and it's also very easy for people to independently work towards the same shitty goal (laughs) um, without actual coordination. So the mRNA conspiracy, the great mRNA conspiracy you know oh this this vaccine you know is so fast that doesn't seem right this is this new thing we never heard of you know they're altering my DNA um, <laughs> you know all the hits um and then the one that you know you just get the clapbacks from you know just blue check liberals or whatever no it's it's 30 years old um, and then you you know no one continues that discussion with <laughs> how could it be new when 30 years old? And this is where I just looking into this just, I don't know, I, I was just, just screaming internally the whole time. Maybe externally, <laughs> who knows. Yeah. And so the whole idea of like using mRNA for the therapies was uh, a, a a woman came up with like, the first, like, practical version of it, or or at least, like, the first, like, demonstration of it in, like, 89, early 90s, and then it took her, like, a lot more time to come up with the lipid nanoparticle shield that actually makes it, you know, like, survive entering your body because, uh, mRNA strands just want to naturally fall apart, and... That took them, like, 15 years because no one saw the appeal at the time. <laughs> and her whole idea, the whole time, was vaccines. Where, you know, the big pharma conspiracies are... There are plenty of them. They're just usually the opposite of what the big conspiracies, like, think they are. Um, so one thing that is uh, that is true is that it is more profitable for pharma companies to invest in uh, treatments and preferably chronic treatments rather than cures. And both of those, way more than uh, preventative stuff, you know, vaccines, because most of the time, like, vaccines are going to hit the point where the only buyer is, you know, the government because it wants to hand them out and they're just going to negotiate some, you know, it's It's
0: kind of not, though. I mean, a lot of research is already funded by government grants. So I don't so the scientists who work there want to do the right thing. They want to de, they want to prevent diseases. They want to actually cure things because that's awesome. And scientists want to do the awesome thing. And the government, of course, also has an interest in that and will fund that research. But then you've got this middle layer, which is right. the, the people concerned with profits. And they just fucking ruin everything.
1: Right. And like that's what it is. So like she wanted to do the whole the right thing the whole time. Um and her like grant money was basically it was less year after year funding that she had to continue trying to come up with uh the uh lipid nanoparticle shield so that, you know, we could start doing anything with it. Because it was just you know, well, yet yeah, <laughs> what have you done for us lately? Um, even though, like, her idea wasn't, like, novel. Like, since the discovery of mRNA, this has been one of those, like, we'll get here at some point kind of thing. And her whole thing was like, no, we're, like, here, we just need to, like, you know, put the pieces together. Like, we can, but, you know, we we just need to figure out that last step. And... So that gets us to... Of course I didn't write down years. Why would I do that? (laughs) Um, Oh no, 2005. So that gets us to 2005. Um, So now mRNA therapies are um, theoretically possible. So in 2010, we have venture capital getting involved. And this new company decides to like base their whole everything (laughs) off of mRNA such to the point that their stock symbol is mRNA and if you add some extra letters into that you get Moderna and it's like oh like oh that's so clever and like I hate it
0: yeah me too (laughs) although I respect their choice more than the people who wanted to do everything with graphene
1: yeah. <laughs> Which, we, we got that really expensive black out of it. So,
0: Yeah. I'm, I happen to be married to a physicist, so I get to hear about things like, Ugh, it's another graphene paper. <laughs> or another like, if this is true, it implies cold fusion. <laughs> Which is a popular Facebook thing that happens every now and then. But
1: anyway. Right. Uh, and apparently, like, so throwing the whole like before colon date on google's for things like mrna therapies and uh moderna etc um did kind of lead me to come to the same conclusion of like from 2005 to at least 2012 um anything mrna therapy was you know papers like um this could cure aids this could cure cancer Mm -hmm. like And by cure cancer, we literally mean any cancer, even though that's never what that means. Right. And targeted therapies was a big buzzword of that era that I had to uh, do a lot of work on uh, with day job stuff. And so as that's reaching a fever pitch, we get Moderna, which eventually goes public, and this is, like, new for like, a, like, pharma company to be, like, venture funded instead of, you know, like, Nazi money. And their whole thing is that again they're going to do everything with mRNA and they're going to do treatments for you know all these uh rare diseases that no one wants to touch because theoretically uh they would be easy solutions for mRNA and easy to uh customize to the patient to make it ideal so you know the types of diseases where like your body neglects to manufacture something you send the mRNA in, your body uses the mRNA to make the protein that it's not making on its own, and then, you know, you can do that instead of, you know, a transfusion or uh, whatever, you know, quality of life decreasing thing you're presently doing. And surely those would be at a, you know, huge profit margin because... They would be optional until they're the standard of care and patents and, you know, all all that good stuff that we love in capitalism. And what they kept finding was that uh, that doesn't work because you can't just, like, dump a random amount of clotting (laughs) factor into a hemophiliac. Yeah, you can see why that would need to be pretty carefully calibrated. Right. And uh, mRNA delivery is uncalibratable or at least at, at this stage, or at least the technology we're referring to is uncalibratable. And uh, there's a, a couple of reasons for that. Um, so the mRNA itself is extremely volatile. It just wants to crumble, which is why it's so uh, safe, because, you know, um, it's possible that if, you know, you let it reach room temperature or whatever for too long. Um, you just have, you know, nothing. Because it's, it, then it's just protein fragments that your body just cleans up. Uh, when it's intact mRNA, it's not just the cells that scoop it up and, you know, uh, finish the other half of the protein and spit it back out. Um, your immune system will also uh, attack the mRNA. So that also is like a, you know, in a random amount kind of thing, like how much will actually, you know, get manufactured um, and how much will, you know, just be scooped up and taken to the garbage, even if it's, you know, still mRNA. It hasn't, you know, decayed yet. Um, And on top of that, the, uh, you know, the lipid nanoparticle shield is also sort of a like, on average, it protects this percent, you know. Mm. You know, so all of that is combining to be, like, you can say with some confidence, you know, thanks to, you know, our old friends at chemistry, that there are this many uh, mRNA chains in a syringe of this uh, volume, and after that point, it's somewhere between zero and that number (laughs) will actually be processed by the body in the uh, intended way. So for vaccines, that's fantastic because too much means that you have the worst reaction and it's the generic immune reaction of like a fever where it's not something specific that's going on. It's just a a general like immune system doing stuff kind of thing like (laughs) allergies are (laughs) (laughs) from the inside. Right. And, uh... Because we haven't been studying this for the, you know, last 15 years, um, we don't know if that's indicative of your body going a little too nuts on it during the first step, so where it's, like, attacking the mRNA before it's processed into the spike protein, or if it's, like, just going bonkers when it sees the spike proteins, um, because, again, like, like, that's, like, the the newness of it, and... That's where, you know, it gets back to the evil capitalism because they didn't want to do vaccines because there's no money in vaccines. And in 2017, there's this article, like, I don't know, like, they seem overvalued because their talking points have, like, shifted from their other stuff to vaccines and the other stuff (laughs) was supposed to be the money stuff. And, like, what's implicit in all of this writing is that Of course it's safe for vaccines. And no one has, like, bothered to, like, market one. Then they've just been sitting on that platform of it's great for vaccines while trying to do this pie-in-the-sky shit (laughs) for 15 years. Yeah, at some point, you gotta use your hammer just to hit nails. And where it gets, like, especially evil is, so, in addition to us not having 15 years of, like, human data on Side effects that, like, we could have been, like, learning from and, like, tweaking. Um, so that um maybe some of this stuff, like, the uh, increased uh, menstrual cycle that comes after it for some people, but not others, hmm. could have been, you know, like, looked at. Although that
0: implies a caring about women that doesn't frequently yeah, happen. Yeah, so that,
1: that actually, yeah, that is a low <laughs> chance anyway.
0: Women and women's problems.
1: Yeah. No, you just put it in a box in that aisle nobody's allowed <laughs> right. to go in. The women's problems aisle. We haven't been yeah. there in a while. I mean, we're
0: always there, but... Oh,
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And that also means that... So the, like, pretend woke argument back to, like, why can't they just release the patents and, you know, let everyone make them is because like, oh, well, like, no one else can make them because it's, you know, this, you know, new complicated thing. It's like, well, it could not have been.
0: <laughs>
1: it could have been, there could have been, you know, worldwide mRNA vaccine plants for 15 years. Or let's be generous and call it 10. And the one thing that was also always true about this was that, so in regards to, like, cancer treatment, the targeted therapies buzzword was about the fact that um theoretically they could like sequence your tumor, like your tumor. And because basically once you have uh the factory up and running, it's literally like pasting the uh sequence in as a string and you know the machine 3d prints the routine into it Mm. it's the um, you know it's fabulously modern and you can do that quick kind of turnaround with it where you're just sort of like testing like that it like worked at all um because you know anyone who's like touched a 3d printer knows that like the first thing you get out of it is just (laughs) (laughs) goop right it's a lump (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you know over time you know we could have gotten it to the point of maybe like 3D printers that are like even in uh, like hospitals or whatever. But like that gets to maybe start now because we also haven't been getting our way to that. That means that we never changed the relevant FDA rules for targeted therapies where we have a platform and we do this minor tweak to it on a computer because what we have for the flu vaccine is sort of like yeah like you get to skip to phase three trials but it's still you know like six month minimum kind of thing and with the variants like that's not good enough right that's why your flu vaccine kind of sucks yeah
0: (laughs) its success rate is relatively low
1: right and uh Someone said something that, like, really, like, blew my mind, uh, because it's just so obvious, but, like, think, uh, think how much more virulent COVID is than the seasonal flu if us being, you know, ridiculous about hand-washing and masks and whatever, and, like, those of us who aren't, like, that percentage even, has... Still led to pandemic COVID. Right. 500,000 dead. And practically extinct flu.
0: Yeah. Nobody, you know, I haven't been sick in like 18 months. The last time I was sick was Was right... when you had COVID? It, no, never... <laughs> it was, <In> <laughs> I never. was
1: February. I had
0: the flu in February before COVID. And I know exactly where I got it from. Um and probably how, but like, that's the last time I've been sick. Because once, you know, COVID started to be like a thing that we heard about all the time. Like I started washing my hands like a crazy person all the time and avoiding touching surfaces. And then the whole masks thing started. And I stopped going anywhere Mm -hmm. most of the time. And whenever I did, I was wearing a mask. So like, I have been, I haven't had the sniffles aside from fucking pollen in over a year. And I used to, I, you know, would get sick at the office, not in free, like something would be going around and I would always fucking catch it because other people have kids. So they catch everything from their kids and they give it to me. I don't have kids. So I've, there's, you know, a whole bunch of kids stuff I haven't been exposed to.
1: Right. Because kids are gross. Yep. But now, you know, we're just like, well, we didn't do the trials on children because, you know, complicated ethics. And, again, like, we didn't have, like, a pandemic response plan. <laughs> um, and leaning on the whole, like, oh, allegedly, like, children get it less. Not based on any science, just based on the well, data. They which just don't science. seem
0: to die very much from it.
1: <laughs> right. Which, again isn't science. It's (laughs) stats, but it's not science. Science Mm. is when you can tell me why that is. Mm. Just like science can tell you that we have no reason to expect the vaccines affect fertility because there's no interactions that anyone can imagine that's not like, well, anything can happen.
0: Yeah, that's not.
1: Like, there has to be a solid hypothesis.
0: Yeah, it's a frequent question that I have. By what mechanism is it meant meant to be able to do that? And, of course, you know,
1: this... So by what mechanism are children seemingly immune? And it's like, well, no one has an answer for that. Um, And the other half of that is that they're not.
0: They're probably getting it. It's just you think it's a cold or the flu because it's just not as bad.
1: Right. Or, you know, just like the degenerative effects of it their bodies are capable of repairing right so um you know they may still have like a bad course of it but you know since they won't have like long covid or whatever except for the ones who do right and uh long covid deaths starting to be a thing so neat yeah the whole like 90 percent effective at preventing like severe illness question mark effective at spreading illness and allegedly 100 percent effective at preventing death um all of that is extrapolation from like again because ethics and like it's the right thing to have done this but it's just irresponsible to make claims that are uh being based on it is that the trials are healthy people you have to be healthy to be in a in a clinical trial
0: Yeah, I mean, they do want to know whether you died from your pre-existing cancer or the actual, you know, non-cancer related thing that you're trialing. Your migraine medicine, for instance. Oh no, this this makes you die of cancer. They would have to report that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And when you look at the, uh, like, synthesis sheet equivalent for the vaccines, it's more like yeah you know like 45% effective for like people 65 and and like that's not a secret like that number's been out this whole time it's just everyone's afraid to mention it <laughs> because if you're pro-vaccine I guess it feels like you're fueling the argument that it's that they're that you shouldn't get it
0: which is dumb because you know 45% is a hell of a lot better than zero percent
1: Right, and it's you know <laughs> the maximum of what we expected from the flu, which apparently we could have wiped out by just like washing <laughs> our hands, yeah it's just it's just all bad, <laughs> well, yes, as usual, there is one thing that like might save us <laughs> and and this is so and this is just a happy accident, this is literally just an accident um where like we might get lucky with this if. Anyone like takes this and runs with this idea, which is people who recover um whether they recover from the ill from covid uh before uh getting vaccinated or whether they uh get it get sick and recover after getting vaccinated, their antibody uh response is. Um, like an exponential increase from what would be expected from either of just one of those events, either having gotten it and recovered or uh, having been uh, just vaccinated and tested. And by increased response, I'm, this is, you know, all, you know, in a petri dish where they right. just suck out some blood and give it some virus and then count some <laughs> things. So, like, while that itself isn't indicative of of anything, like, it's, like, comparative. You know, compared to the samples of the people who only had and recovered, only were vaccinated, uh, or completely naive. And, you know, you, you compare all those to each other. And when we throw in another comparison, which is, what if you have the mRNA vaccine and then one of the adenovirus vaccine and no exposure to actual COVID. Right. That'd be my preference. It gets close and that might be able to make up for like in the interim enough of like the gap that the vaccines individually have with any individual variant because they seem to have some response to the variants but it's less And, you know, so that just takes everything, like, down a notch to where, like, you know, new ridiculous variant plus vaccine means that you now have the same probability of everything as you did last year. Boo. And especially while we're just going to be stuck at, like, I don't know, maybe 60% of adults having gotten (sighs) the vaccine, and, you know, there's walk-ins welcome now, I say encourage the rest of us, to go get the other flavor.
0: Yeah, I would be fine with that. I, like, if I could walk in to any random clinic and say, so give me some J&J while, well, you know, I...
1: Yeah, like, uh, print up new cards that, like, look like a Pokedex, you know, so, you know, we could <laughs> Gotta catch, catch on which one we get, yep. Yeah. So that's my only hope now, especially since the CDC just basically said, yeah, go get sick, go see what that 40% effectiveness <laughs> is what uh, really about. I just... It's mind-boggling. I... I, I know. I I, I I haven't processed how angry I am yet. Yeah,
0: good times.